BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. DeMar DeRozan addresses the trade rumors surrounding him and his pending extension with the Chicago Bulls. We're going to talk about those comments. We're also going to talk about trade season basically starting and the Bulls most likely to be traded other than Zach Levine. We're going to get into all that plus the mailbag right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host there, Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. The number one story today coming out is that DeMar DeRozan in the Chicago Tribune addressed the trade rumors surrounding him, saying this, me being in the league so long, I understand this period of time, it just comes with the occupation. I really don't pay it no mind. My priority is to be here, to make this organization and team successful at getting through whatever tough stuff we're going through. I have no, I don't have any other type of doubts or feelings uh, or suggestions to be elsewhere. That doesn't cross my mind. Now, he also said things about the city of Chicago, that Chicago is Chicago, how much he loves the city, how much he wants to be here. And don't get me wrong. I, I, I truly do believe, I don't think that these are just fluff words from DeMar DeRozan. I do think that he's embraced the city of Chicago that he likes the city of Chicago, and that he, that he, that he likes. He's saying, I love it here. Obviously, it's a place I want to be in my career. None of that has changed. I don't have any other types of doubts or feelings. Like, so we know that DeMar DeRozan enjoys the city of Chicago. I also think he enjoys the fact that he, his, his role here is clear now. As far I don't mean as far as, like, in the office. That, that can change depending on the makeup, where we want to go. But, I mean, as far as, like, being that veteran, right, knowing for a fact that you are – a voice in that locker room, knowing that the young guys, you already have a relationship with so many of the young guys that hopefully are going to start showing promise, already show one in in, in Kobe White and another one in Io DeSumo, right? And Patrick Williams, who's been coming along here lately as well. DeMar understands he knows these guys. He's been in the locker room with these guys for years at this point, and he knows that the relationship he has with them and what can build, be built on with that. But all that does not really matter when it comes down to the basketball aspect of things. And that's where this thing gets a little bit, where the questions come in for both him and the franchise. I like the fact that the franchise is asking themselves, like, are saying, hey, we need this next DeMar DeRozan contract to be something that we can still add to the team. It was different when you're looking at Pooch, Zach, and, and DeMar being here, and those being the, the, the three highest three in your pecking order. Maybe you're a little bit more likely to pay DeMar a little bit more at that point in time because that is theoretically your window. It wasn't right, but we know theoretically. I'm just saying how the front office can look at it. But now heading into a new phase of this team where maybe the extensions to your young players are something that you're even looking at prioritizing a little more. Patrick Williams, 
coming up to an extension. You got to look at even Kobe and Io. Yeah, they just signed new deals, but in two, three years, you're going to have to extend those guys again and hope that you're that you're you're sitting at a salary cap place where both all three of those guys are showing something that you don't mind paying them. So the Bulls in going into this next phase, having depth and things like that, depending on what they get back for the Zach Levine trade, they still need to find a young center. Maybe that's Adama Sonogo, but you know, even Adama, I don't think he necessarily has the ceiling of somebody right now you're looking at as potentially being a starter down the road. You never know what could change in that, but you have to start looking at those things for the Chicago Bulls team. And when you look at DeMar DeRozan's contract and already what it is at $28 million, you got to start asking yourself, all right, if DeMar wants a raise, which it does seem like from what, what we're hearing and, and things like that, DeMar's going to want a raise. He's just not going to sign here. That's 21% of your salary cap already. Over, yeah, so when you, when you look at that, you gotta start. You gotta start reviewing and saying, "Hey, do we really want to pay a 34-year-old Demar Derozan such a big chunk of our salary cap? You're getting into him being worth almost a fourth of your salary cap. If you and yeah, the salary cap raises and things like that. But these are the tough questions that this front office has to ask. And if Demar, the Bulls, and Demar are far off on years, as as we're hearing, like I said, I think the writing is on the wall that. This thing is most likely heading into DeMar DeRozan being moved at the trade deadline. Zach Levine trade happening first, but then you're going to see see what you can get because, to me, you can't allow DeMar DeRozan to walk away for nothing. I, that's just my personal opinion. Um, it, what, some, somebody could say with what you're probably expected to get back for DeMar, maybe you can in that as well. But if you're getting any type of respectable asset back for DeMar DeRozan, whether it be a future heavily protected first, whether it be salary cap filler with a young player being one of those fillers in that, that you can say, hey, you know, maybe this guy doesn't have the, the upward ceiling of what we want, right? But you, you, it's getting another bite at the apple that way. This is a situation and scenario that DeMar, I understand where DeMar and the front, and the front office is coming from. DeMar being and looking at how this team was going forward and saying, listen, I, I, I want to get paid. I want to get paid respectively. Right now, probably going to be one of, one of the highest pecking order players in your offense. But then the team could also look at it and say, hey, we got this young guy in Kobe White who we want to have more shots. If Io and Patrick Williams continue to ascend, Julian Phillips at some point we want to get minutes for and touches for as well. Yeah, we're not going to be, we're not going to have the ceiling that we have with DeMar DeRozan. We're not going to have a, a theoretical closer and veteran out there, but maybe it's better to get those guys, those, those developmental reps right now, even if it makes the team a little bit worse up front. So that's the questions that this front office has to ask in this DeMar DeRozan situation. It's not an easy situation to be on, even with some fans making it seem like it is. And I know, I, I understand the affinity people have for DeMar DeRozan. I do. I don't agree with it, but I understand it. And because of that, I I I, I, understand, I know how Bulls fans are looking at this and saying, can we really just, just trade DeMar for nothing? DeMar needs to stay. But at the end of the day, I don't agree with that. I don't, I, I, and, and I think sometimes that we have to allow, we've seen now the progression that young players make. Yes, nobody's probably going to step in and just be exactly what DeMar DeRozan is, but you want your young guys to progress. And that may be a question that the Chicago Bulls are asking themselves. And then if they do get a young wing back, for uh, in the Zach Levine trade, you may then need to open up minutes for those guys on top of still in the future looking at Julian Phillips' aspect of it. So that's where I kind of sit on it. I know not everyone's going to agree, and this is going to be something that I don't think the fan base is all going to agree on one way or another, but the Bulls have to make that tough decision, and this is why I've said I don't envy the position this front office is at all. It may, it sounds easy, just trade everyone. It's not always as simple as that. So we end up seeing what happens with it. We know that DeMar said before he would love to retire a Chicago Bull. Um, him saying none of that has changed, but uh, sometimes the situation and scenario changes. And the Bulls may, and I hope they're looking at the fact of saying, listen, we went out and got veterans 
and these young guys are now starting to ascend, maybe that's more so the direction that we need to go, a direction that they initially did say was going to be the direction of this team when they initially came in here. So we'll end up seeing with that. DeMar's been been mostly great while he's been here. We understand a, very, a limited player as far as defensively. And we'll see if the Bulls and him can eventually come to a deal. But if they can't, be prepared for DeMar DeRozan's name to be called at that trade deadline right, right along or right after Zach Levine's. Now, with that said, December 15th is now come and gone. This kind of marks the official start of trade season in a way. You know, another group of players become eligible to be moved January 15th. That's when it really starts getting real. But I want to talk real quick, not going to delve into this too too long, of players that are most likely to be traded um, at, at, by the trade deadline this year. And the first, of course, is Zach Levine. Obvious reasons there. The trade request is out there. Uh, the, the, the discontent between him and Billy Donovan, all that stuff is out there, right? We know that. Um, and I think everything right now, the NBA is kind of waiting to see if the Bulls blow it all up. But all it, everybody kind of agrees that Zach Levine is going to be moved. Now, can the Bulls find the trade market so bad for Zach Levine that they end up having to hold on to him? I know some people have asked that. I don't really think that that's a likely scenario. I think as much as we're hearing there's no trade market, that's going to change by January 15th, I do believe. Uh, you got to look at how, how some of these teams are going. There's going to be somebody absolutely who's willing to give something for, the, for Zach Levine. And you know, the Bulls got away. Hey, is it, is it better? And, you know, now having this, we've gone through one week now without Zach. He was initially out three to four weeks. We got another two to three weeks left without Zach Levine. They're going to keep reviewing, seeing how these young players play. But Zach Levine, obvious reasons, is the most likely to be moved, and that's probably a foregone conclusion. Next up, we just talked about him, DeMar DeRozan. It's situational with DeMar DeRozan. If for some reason him and his agent sit down with the Chicago Bulls, well, I guess just his agent, DeMar's already said he kind of stays out of that. He lets his agent handle it, right? Um, but if that comes, to, comes out and, you know, they, they can come to a last-minute extension thing or whatever, I do think that there is a path for DeMar to stay here, be it being on a one- or two-year extension. But I do think that ultimately, DeMar DeRozan, that trade, uh, that trade likeliness gets higher and higher every single day that passes by, and an extension is not, not agreed to between him and the Chicago Bulls. So we're really looking at that. He's the next highest up on that ring to be uh, moved. And that's two big pieces of what the Chicago Bulls have been. When you look at the shot selection and things like that, their prioritization in the offense, just moving those two guys alone is a complete and total retool by the Chicago Bulls and what they've been. Now, outside chances. I know people are going to want to ask, well, what about Nikola Vucevic? Vuce ain't being moved. Right now, There is not, unless somehow the Bulls get a young center back for uh, for Zach Levine, kind of like Isaiah Hartenstein, somebody like that, if he's ended up moved to the Knicks, Nikola Vucevic ain't being moved. I know some Bulls fans are asking that question. He's not on this list at all. Alex Caruso I'm going to put on this list just because Teams are asking about it, but the likeliness of, of Alice Crusoe being moved is extremely low. I Unless the Bulls are wild by a move, I mean like a team offering two first-round picks and maybe a pick swap. I don't think Alice Crusoe is being moved by any chance. I don't think this, what we're hearing of the Bulls being reluctant and turning away teams is just posturing for a trade. I think they're looking at what Alice Crusoe brings, and they're looking at setting a culture, and they're saying this is a player that we want and that we feel confident we can extend and can help start building the culture of the next wave of the Chicago Bulls. So that's what I'm looking at. Alice Caruso, not likely at all. But then the next wave of players that I want to talk about are players that could be included in the Zach Levine trade because, again, there's not a lot of teams that can offer one player. The Bulls have one open roster spot, right, meaning that they can take two players back for Zach Levine. But if you look at most of these Zach Levine trade scenarios, which we'll have a video out later on today 
going over the rumored uh, trade partners for Zach Levine and the best total packages that they can offer for Zach Levine. Yesterday we had a video where I offered the, the, the piece that the Bulls would want from each team in a deal, but we're going to go over and look at each individual team and probably the best trade package that they can offer for Zach. But so, uh, but with that said is that most of these teams are going to have to send back three at least players back for Zach Levine, which means the Bulls are going to have to include another player in that to free up an additional roster spot for that, that additional player. So you're looking at Terry Taylor's the, 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 the odds-on favorite one, somebody who's not really in the rotation, still a young player that teams can look at and talk themselves into is that say, hey, we're getting a young player back on a, a, a controlled contract, right? He has a $2 million contract this year, a non-guaranteed deal next year, so they can immediately get out of that. He's only 24 years old. He's a solid small ball rebounder at that. So Terry Taylor's there. But then also, I'm going to throw Javon Carter in there as well. When you look at Javon Carter's $6 million contract, depending on what people are going to want to send back for Javon, the fact that he hasn't really played amazingly well for the Chicago Bulls, probably hasn't been in the rotation in the way that he has. He has a decent contract over the next uh, two years with a player option in that third year. I do think that there is a world in which maybe Javon Carter is included in a trade for Zach Levine, especially hearing that the Bulls, are at most of these deals rumored, are getting a point guard back. So they, that could open something in the guard rotation, or even without that said, open up some more minutes for Io DeSumo. So I do think that there is a potential for Javon Carter to be included in a Zach Levine trade as well. And outside chances, very slim outside chances of filler in a Zach Levine trade. Andre Drummond and Torrey Craig, just by the nature of their contracts being $3 million and $2 million respectively, I think that those are two players that also could be thrown in as trade fillers, but teams could definitely want as well. If you're giving up, Big parts, let's just say for the rumored Lakers deal, right? You're giving up young pieces of your rotation. You get another young, I'm not a young, but you get another veteran role player in Torrey Craig back potentially for that. So I think that that's a possibility to Andre Drummond, right? So I think, and these are just aren't just Zach Levine trades. These are also in the DeMar DeRozan trade, anything like that. So I think those are players that have the outside chances to be trade fillers depending on what the Bulls are getting back in some of those other deals. But you guys can let me know what you guys think on that. We got a game against the Miami Heat tonight, and when it comes down to it, I'm just going to say this. Execute. The Bulls have to come in with the heart that we saw in the first half, and I mean in the first quarter, and in the second half of the game against the Miami Heat. This is a beatable team. We've seen it. We've beat them before, albeit without some of their players as well. Alex Caruso's status in this game is kind of up and down. He's, been, he's listed right now as day-to-day, which is what he's been listed at for a while now. And then you look at the Miami Heat and the players that they could be potentially missing as well. Right there, another team that uh, Bam Adebayo has already been listed as out for this game. Tyler Heroes uh, was out Thursday. He's still listed as questionable, but more than likely he's going to be out. Now, this is a deep Miami Heat team, right? And hopefully we can do a better job at containing Hami Hakez, and we're going to need more p- potential, I mean, more uh, uh, production coming off our bench ourselves. But this is a team in the Miami Heat that we can win a game against. The Bulls just have to execute. Bring that energy consistently throughout the whole game, and we can be in this. This is probably going to be another fun game. Usually our matchups against the Miami Heat are extremely fun to watch, and let's hope that continues to be the case for the Chicago Bulls tonight. Kobe White, look for him to have big games as well. Who's going to be that third player to help step up, whether DeMar or Vooch are the second players? Can one of them also be the third player to help step up and give big nights? And then Ayo DeSumo, look to see how he builds off his big game against the Miami Heat because he's probably going to end up starting tonight if Alex Crusoe is out again. So those are things we're looking for from the Chicago Bulls tonight against the Miami Heat. You guys know I always like to preview the game a little bit. But it's Saturday, so it's mailbag day. We got six voicemails we need to get into. Let's get into this first one. This one's from Caden. What's up, Hayes? It's your boy, Caden, again. Um, Thank you for everything you do. 
I want to make sure I say that in every voicemail that I leave you, bro, because you actually putting on for us, bro. But I want to start by saying I predicted it, bro. I said it at the beginning of the season in a voicemail that this was Kobe White's all-star trajectory season. And another thing, I also said that the Bucks weren't going to be as good as advertised because their point of attack defense is not there. Those are two things that are still holding true. But I just want to leave another hot take real quick and say that I think Patrick Williams is still a year away from the same kind of trajectory that Kobe White is kind of on right now. Now, do I think he's going to is he going to get his hot or anything like that? I don't know. But I do think he's still got a ton of untapped potential, and I need for Bulls fans to stop shitting on Patrick because we got to get these young players chances. This is just another example of we have to give these young players time to develop, bro. Like we saw with Lowry, to a lesser extent, we saw when Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, Bet the nonstop action of March Madness with MyBookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code BULLCENTRAL but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code BULLCENTRAL to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. With Wendell, Daniel Gafford, the list goes on, bro. We have to give these young players time to develop. And if we give these young players the time and space to develop, then we actually see what we have, bro, going forward. Um, as far as the DeMar trade and everything, uh, I don't want to see DeMar go, but if he does go, it just further gives our young players time to, you know, develop and grow into that role. So I'm kind of indifferent about that. Let me know your thoughts. Like I said, it's your boy Kay from the South Side. Thank you, Hayes, for everything you do, bro. Keep it up, man. All right. Hey, first, thank you for listening to me. Thank you for the support. Um, all I ask is that only thing I ever ask back in this and any of this, share the podcast with your friends that are also Bulls fans. Hit the subscribe button on YouTube and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify if you have access to either one of those, even if you only watch the YouTube section. That's the only thing I ask back from anybody who loves the show. Other than that, going to keep delivering fire daily content as only I can do. Now, as far as your question, Patrick Williams still being a year away, I agree with that. I think that when you look at Patrick Williams, he's building confidence. We are seeing a more confident Patrick Williams. That's kind of laying a foundation, right? Now, next season is the season that he can build off the confidence he's building this year, being taking more shots, being a higher prioritization in the, in the, uh, in the offense. I do think if Zach and DeMar both move this offseason, this, uh, by this trade deadline as well, you're going to see Patrick Williams go even higher up on that and then come into next season knowing what that role is. So, I do think that saying Patrick Williams may be a year away from taking that step that Kobe White took, I think that that's a fair statement to make. I know a lot of Bulls fans aren't going to want to hear that, right, because they want it now, but I do think that that's a fair statement to make. Now, as far as DeMar, does he open up more for the young players when he leaves? Yeah, absolutely. The same way we've seen more shots open up for everybody by Zach Levine not being here and being available, it's going to automatically open up more. Now, what we get back for Zach, what we get back for DeMar can also change that depending on what we get, but... I do think it opens up more for players to kind of be higher prioritization, be more engaged because they are going to be needed at that point. And then we can see what that turns into. But yeah, absolutely. You hit the nail on the head there, Caden. 
But let's get into the next voicemail. This one's from True. Blessing. I want to say thank you, Hayes. Thank you for being a blessing to all us out here. I'm a truck driver, and I watch you every day, and you're very, very enlightening. I want to say two things. Ever since you echo your sentiments in a very passionate way, did you notice that the Bulls have been playing different? I have. And maybe you have more power than you believe. Second, with the Zach Levine trade, maybe you ever heard of addiction by subtraction? And it seems like that's what we may need with Zach Levine. Go ahead, get rid of him. Everybody else rise to the case. What do you think about that? Listen, it's true. 100. First of all, thank you, brother. Uh, again, uh, much like the first one, the only thing I ask, share the podcast, leave a, a, a five-star review on either Spotify or Apple Podcasts, depending on uh, on where you are, and make sure you tell people to subscribe. That's all I ask, and thank you, and I'm going to keep delivering this content. Now, as far as that, is that uh, Zach Levine addition by subtraction. I mean, the proof's in the pudding, right? I wish I could, I, I could, I wish I could come out here with these basketball reasons and this stat and this that, but at the end of the day, what we're seeing, I think it's also a team that realizes, hey, we're missing Zach. We got to fight and compete even harder. You're seeing players that are more engaged because of Zach's being gone. And I'm not even saying that Zach Levine, not getting into some of the things that people say, like, oh, he's a cancer or this and that. I'm not getting into that. I'm just talking about just the bare bones of it. Zach Levine not being here opens up more opportunities because somebody has to step up. Now, in large part, that's been Kobe. He's been amazing. But then also collectively as a team, we're seeing the more touches that are spread out players are responding to that well. And so, you know, it, it's it's a big part of that. And so, you know, uh, we've seen the Bulls now over seven games of that. It's been more positive than negative. We get another game tonight against the Miami Heat. Let's see how they perform. All right, let's get into this next voicemail. This one's from Big Rob. Hey, what it do is Big Rob from the West Side. Many buses too. It's been a while, but, you know, holiday season, you know how that goes with all of us working. But one of the important questions I have for you is, Let's say Zach is gone. We decide not to resign uh, DeMar DeRozan to an extension, but maybe trade him or just let him walk. But do you see the possibility of keeping Alex Caruso and signing him to an extension? Because if they're so content in keeping him off the trade market, then logic would say it would make more sense for him to stay with the team because of what he could bring as the intangibles. But I wanted to know your opinion on that along with if you see in your eyes Kobe White probably being a candidate for most improved player of the year and if so did it show that it was worth resigning him or in your opinion who is in your eyes the most improved player of the year. Appreciate you taking this time. God bless you. Be safe. Happy New Year to you, bro. Alice Caruso signing an extension. I do think that if the Bulls confidence in in just saying, no, we're not trading Alice Caruso at all. I think that that shows that they have confidence that they can sign Alice Caruso to an extension that will keep him here for the foreseeable future. I do think that. Now, I would hope that that's the case. Uh, is that is it possible that the that the Bulls are just hoping that they can uh, keep Alex Caruso? That's a that's a possibility as well, especially with looking at how this front office is at times. But I think overall that you're seeing the the love for Alex Caruso, the reluctance to trade him. I think that that does point towards this Chicago Bulls team seeing something in him not only in what he brings to the court, how he stepped up his game, the example he sets for other players, but that shows a level of confidence that they can bring him back to this team and have him be a big role for years and years to come. I always compare it to this. After LeBron left the Miami Heat, they, they re-signed Chris Bosh to a long-term deal. Him and Dwayne Wade were almost making the playoffs, then his heart went out. I look at it with Kevin Love. After LeBron again left the Cleveland Cavaliers after they won those titles, people thought, hey, they're going to trade Kevin Love. They're going to get these assets back. They're not. They doesn't make sense to pay him. They end up signing him to an extension. Kept him for most of that. They just traded him last offseason to the Miami Heat. 
So I do think that the, there is some precedent set around the league for that. And Alex Caruso could be that for the Chicago Bulls. Now, as far as Kobe White, most improved player, give it to him. Kobe White, to me, I don't see another player around the league that has improved so much than Kobe White. Keep in mind the storyline of it. Kobe White had one of his worst statistical seasons last year. But as, the, as Bulls fans that watch the game, we know he actually had one of his better seasons with impacting the game. But then you're looking at a player that was a starter, moved to the bench, took a couple of years to figure out that, grew defensively, grew in basketball IQ-wise, is now coming in and is being one of the best offensive players in the NBA and a player that is growing in the big moments of the, of the game. Kobe White should absolutely be a most improved player candidate. I, for one, and again, I watch a lot of basketball. I don't see somebody right now who has improved more from the view, the stock, and the place that they have in the team. Yeah, there are players that increase more theoretically by stats-wise, right? But as far as like the impact, the impact and the need, right, the role. There's not many players around the NBA that have stepped up in the way that Kobe White has this season. Let's go ahead and make sure that we make our voices loud. Let's get Kobe White in that most improved player of the year conversation. That's what I hope for. All right, let's get into this next one. This one's from Reginald. Hey, hey, this is Reginald from Columbus, Georgia. Uh, with the Draymond Green suspension, uh, I think this is probably the time where the Golden State Warriors are probably going to uh, go ahead and start the rebuilding process. My question to you is, should the Bulls trade Zach Levine to Golden State for Clay Thompson? Uh, unconditional first and a conditional first uh, just uh, by January 15th or in this case by December 15th. Uh, I ask because uh, the salary pretty much match up. And while Clay Thompson isn't the player he was, I still don't want to you know, see him unprotected from behind the arc, unguarded from behind the arc. and I honestly don't care whether that wants to go to the Lakers or the Clippers or whoever. Uh, I think that'd be uh, probably a good deal for the Bulls. I was just wondering what's your opinion. All right, so no. I, people bring this up, and I don't understand this. No, I don't. Like, Clay Thompson is washed, period. That's it. Now, I know people say the Jonathan Kamiga and the first-round picks and all that. To me, I, I would I would rather Rory and Austin Reeves. Yeah, do they have the upside of a Kaminga? No, but those are guys that bring so much depth to the Bulls. And I know some Bulls fans, I saw the comments saying things like, well, Reeves has hit his ceiling. Reeves is this. Again, have y'all not learned to stop trying to judge a player by the third year? And even if he has, that's still a solid two-way player that can defend, that can get out in transition, that can fit. I want that more than get bringing washed-up Klay Thompson to this team. No, 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 no. Anybody who's asking anything about Klay Thompson, no. Now, if you can work out a deal where it's something else other than Klay Thompson, from the Golden State Warriors, maybe. But Klay Thompson is a no-go for me. I don't care what he can do in hitting open threes. The dude is washed. No, I don't want Klay Thompson on this team. I'm good. I'm good. I know some Bulls fans are interested in that. But me, personally, for me and my family and my ministry, hell no. I don't want it. Keep that. Keep that shit at home. Oh, uh, but all right, let's move to this next voicemail. This one's from Michael Korn. Hey, what's up, Hayes? Michael Korn here. Uh, what's your thinking about uh, possible Zach Levine trade outcomes? Uh, namely, A, or please wait, these A, Bulls do nothing. B, Karnashov uh, uh, completely surprises us, and there's a trade that no one expected at all. It seemed no one had a clue to be involved in the trade. Or C, Zach Levine to uh, the Lakers, uh, let them take the salary, uh, matching salaries. Hopefully, some of those matching salaries at the end of this year, so there's some flexibility uh, to the team. Uh, let me know what you think. Uh, when it comes to Zach Levine, we shouldn't be so shocked because, kind of, you know, kind of just remembering that uh, six years ago or so, 
Uh, Zek had his, you know, he already had one foot out the door by signing uh, as a restricted free agent with uh, Seattle, but the Bulls matched, of course. Um, so, you know, I, I like him as a player, as a person, but, you know, fine, get out of here. Hopefully the Bulls uh, make a good trade that at least minimally gives them some uh, salary flexibility moving forward. Hey, thanks a lot. Go Bulls. I'd love to see two in a row against the Heat. Bulls are capable, as as you've been saying. They they play Heat really well. So hopefully the heart and the intensity and the talent comes to the floor. Hey, thanks. Have a great one. Bye-bye. All right. Um, here's the thing. I want to I want to come back. I don't think Zach had one foot out the door with signing the the offer sheet with Sacramento. I think that everybody understood what that was. That was the Bulls saying, hey, because you had only had a partial season back coming from ACL uh, surgery, we want to make sure that you understand, again, a different front office, we want to make sure that you see what the league value is. We don't want you to question if we're undervaluing you. Go out there, find a deal. We're going to match it, but we just want to make sure that you know, hey, this is what we have. We're having a difficulty understanding what that perfect value is, so we're going to match any trade. I don't think that meant that Zach had one foot out the door. Now, as far as what's the most likely scenario, I still think, to me, I want the Bulls. Let me be clear. I want them to make the trade that brings back the best assets for the Bulls. That's the first and foremost thing. I don't care about them wanting to be traded to L.A. I don't give a shit about that. But because L.A. is motivated, they may also be the team that offers the best trade package back. And if that's the case, you move them. But I I don't really see, and I know I answered this kind of earlier, I don't see a world in which Zach Levine is brought back to this team. Personally, uh, let me not say that. I see a world. I don't see the likelihood of it, right? There's absolutely that possibility of it. Hell, Zach Levine could fall down a flight of steps today and, and, and shatter his ankle, and then ain't nobody trading for Zach Levine. So, you know, that, that, there's absolutely a world in which that happens, both on the basketball court reasons and off. But I think ultimately when it comes down to, I think that, you know, that Zach is going to be moved, and maybe the Lakers are the ones that are going to offer the most for it. That remains to be seen. We're in trade month now. We're getting more and more rumors every day that goes by. But all right, let's get into this last voicemail. This one's from Known Sage. D.O. Hayes, it's No Sage again for your mailbag. Just some uh, quick thoughts about the loss to the Nuggets and Bucks after the winning streak was snapped. I actually got to see Joker play at Memphis last year for the first time. So I got to actually see Ja and Jokic in person. And that game, Joker fizzled out. I think he was tired. He came from the All-Star break, I think, so he was injured. And I only got to see him play for a quarter or so. So I sort of understand the frustration of folks not being able to see him at the Bulls game. But um, I digress. I guess I'm definitely disappointed on how they performed in these uh, last two games. But the Bucks game in particular, I think I was sort of happy that Kobe took that last shot, even though it was like a step back, and I don't think he barely hit rim. But it's nice to know that he is in that position where he can take a final shot, and <clears throat> hopefully he can be the king of the fourth quarter like DeMar. And, um, yeah, that's it. Just looking out for some uh, more exciting games, and hopefully they can brush this off their shoulders. First of all, I got a bone to pick with you, Known Sage. First of all, this is the thing. Known Sage calls and leaves these voicemails, and he, he, he has this amazing damn voice, and he, then he turns them in to use for social media clips to promote his own social media. How are you trying to get shine off? No, I'm just fucking with you. I appreciate like use. As a matter of fact, I would love for everyone. If you have the capability, even if it is just downloading whatever, if you leave a voicemail to the show, post it on your social media. Let people know that you're a Bulls fan and that your voice is heard because, again, that could be something that helps other people understand that this is a community that we're building here. This ain't like other Bulls podcasts. I want everybody's voice 
to be equally heard on this. I love what Known Sage does. Y'all make sure y'all go and check out his hip-hop podcast as well, which is Hip Pod Heads, I think is what it is. So you guys make sure you guys check him out on that. But as far as your question, I hope to see more good games from the Chicago Bulls as well. Uh, they, they did show it in the game against the Miami Heat. You left this voicemail against that. And let's hope that this continues. The Bulls got another difficult week ahead of them after this week as well, right? And we'll do some more looking forward to that on tomorrow's mailbag episode because um, we'll have the, you know, this week will be over and we'll look at the week ahead for the Bulls. But it's another difficult week for the Chicago Bulls ahead with an easy game on that schedule. But it's going to be another fun week. They play every other day, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Saturday next week. So going to be fun to watch that as we get closer to this trade or more further in this trade season as well. Just seeing how this team competes and the heart that this team has played with has been great fun to watch as a team and a franchise and a fan base that loves teams that play with heart. Let's hope we get another one tonight against the Miami Heat. But great voicemail from Known Sage. If you guys want to uh, support the show like that, we'll tell you guys how to get in those voicemails. Make sure you're following the show at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullcentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related, thanks to you guys. And like I like to end every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See red if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of The Break Break Media. Media.